Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, friends. Welcome back after a break to Cornering the Market from Collector's Corner. I was on vacation. My apologies for the gap, but I'm back here with my friend, Jared. We're excited to go. How are you doing today, Jared? Living the dream as always. Uh, the week off uh, was good, but I'm also eager to get back in it. So much crazy stuff has happened. I feel like not being around, uh, there's a lot to talk about. So super excited to to, to start the conversation and, and just really share with the, the listenership. It's finally maybe happening. Gen Art is alive. Everyone's excited. And so we, I didn't get enough sleep last night, which is why it may not sound like it, but energized to go through this. So today is Thursday, May 25th. By the time this comes out, it will be May 26th. This is a video episode. Please check it out on YouTube. Please like, subscribe, comment. It helps us out a lot. We'll have a tweet thread with video clips from our friends at Stellar Dow helping us with those. And shown on screen here, we'll have a newsletter for those who prefer to read, have a few extra stories there in the newsletter that we don't fit into this episode. And one quick update, as I've been telling folks, just launched the premium service. My great friend, Jared, is one of the premium subscribers, had our first episode last week, had some fantastic calls in there, cargo, chrono photographs, chromy squiggles, anti-cyclones, a lot of things have been running. The timing was lucky, but the focus on quality was not. So for people who are interested in building their wealth through digital assets and want premium content, please reach out to me. I'm going to show you on screen. I am at Aston Cloud or email us at, at collect, sorry, at collectors corner NFT at gmail.com. I mentioned Jared, my co-host. Jared is the founder of the 8NAP Digital Asset Fund. So if you don't want to yourself take premium knowledge and invest in these assets, but would prefer a professional do it, reach out to Jared. This is his Twitter handle at Jared underscore pause. And here is us at collectors underscore XYZ. People ask, that's why we bring it up. And uh, there's a quick overview of the premium that I've made for folks. So again, if you're interested, please let me know. All right, all of that is out of the way. Let's do a vibe check, Jared. What's the current vibe in the general world? I think it's cautious optimism. And it seems like kind of the, the obvious answer uh, coming off of the heels of some bigger sales bigger than expected sales for uh, Sotheby's. Uh, there were some surprises in there. I thought there were also some deals, you know, the ringers and the punk. Um, and, and that translated to some, some, somewhat of like a Monday rush to gen art. Um, so I would say, you know, the, the volumes died off. So for me, I'm kind of like cautiously optimistic, you know, a, a lot of intelligent people are not, comfortable calling a bottom nor am i uh, i do i'm hoping the floors fill in and there's more opportunity selfishly but overall uh you know that you i think nft stats you know sam hit on it it was like one of the first days of over a million in nf or art nft volume on art block so you know it's it's encouraging and exciting all at the same time but we also haven't seen it sustained so I, I sit back anxious to to deploy capital and at the same time still looking for deals. Yeah, it was certainly fast and furious. And, and we'll get to that 3AC Sotheby's auction that 
may have been a catalyst, may have just been coincidental timing, hard to say, but huge amount of liquidity relative to what it's been before. And, and we'll see that as we talk about squiggles and friendship bracelets. Um, but it certainly brought back a lot of life into the market. People are excited. Seems like some new entrants are coming in, particularly with squiggles. So, you know, I, I've been saying this is going to happen for a while. Um, I too am cautious in that I don't know if it sustains, but it's, if anybody was wondering if Gen Art is dead, the answer is no, it's not dead. I think we can at least answer that question. And, uh, you know, speaking of these sales, Jared, you want to talk about some of the notable uh, blue chip sales? Yeah, the, the one that stood out most to me was the 370 ETH micro sale for a Fidenza. That to me was, uh, you know, right off the heels of that big million dollar Sotheby's sale uh, made sense. And then you saw a huge run on the the floors so of Fidenza. The other one is that... I took note of is the autoglyph sale. Um, there, there was one that sold for 155 ETH. And, you know, then there was nothing at the floor, you know, for a period of time, it jumped to like 500 ETH or something. It was throwing all these metrics out of whack. Uh, and somebody subsequently brought one to market for 175. So overall, um, you know, th those were the ones that I know you got a couple that you want to talk about, but uh, th those were the two that I really enjoyed. I'll hit on some of the squiggle highlights, but man, there was just, there's a lot of sales all over the place, which was good to see. Yeah, absolutely. And then here shown on screen is the autoglyph that was sold. And uh, here is that Fidenza that was sold. And we'll get to the one that was on auction. Uh, just, just a couple other projects that I wanted to make a note of. Uh, Callion had 26 sales, Artbox curated. Cargo had 24 sales, Solar Transits, 24 sales, Ceramics, 14 sales, Memories of Chilin, 14 sales. So double-digit sales in a lot of collections that I haven't seen in a while. Really great to see that liquidity and that interest. And uh, FX hash-wise, what are you seeing, Jared? So pretty typical, I would say, the, the historically blue-chip pieces remaining at the top with the exception of you know me, I'm I'm a huge Studio Yorktown supporter and Tesseract in particular, but I thought that was really cool to see uh, Tesseract pop into the 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 top 10. And there was a couple big sales in the four and 500 Tez uh, yesterday. So that, that was really cool to see. And we'll talk about Peter Posma's uh, recent mint, but that was there. But overall, you're seeing the typical blue chips, a lot of Zancan, a lot of Mapon. And then I think they we, we didn't cover it last week, but there's been a couple Garden Monolith sales. So it's cool to see it moving. You know, I mean, it, it feels like people are accumulating at good prices. I mean, there's an Ace Ikea that was just sold to friend of the podcast, Toth, uh, for a micro. So I would, I would, and it, shameless plug on the Collector's Corner Discord for premium members, where there was a lot of discussions about this, right? So there, there. I think that there's a really great opportunity. It's one that I'm embracing myself, and I think there's also stuff that we know of, trades occurring in other things, that are going OTC that aren't popping up on here, right? Like, uh, I'm in. We know a raw dragon was just acquired. I'm in the process of negotiating it myself. That will be OTC with royalties paid, and you know, I mean, th these aren't showing up. So there's stuff trading hands and for for good prices. So. It feels similar to the Ethereum and our block side. It feels cautiously optimistic, man. I, I just love seeing all these great projects. 
Absolutely. Although we didn't see the same liquidity, at least on chain in the uh, FX hash side that we did on the Ethereum side, but uh, certainly a lot of really, really quality stuff moving. And as we've been saying for a while, just you look at the seven day chart uh, on FX hash here, it's showing you what the blue chips are. And there are other blue chips too, but but the market is is really speaking about what it finds to be blue chip. Squiggles, big uh, big week for Squiggles in a lot of ways. Yeah, well, dude. Uh, let's hit the numbers first. What's been going on? The Squiggles are at 507.8 ETH of volume, up from 222 last week. Floor price. Uh, there's one... I'll call it outlier on looks rare at 10.75. Uh, the open sea floor is 11.2, but that's up from 9.24 last week. And you're having 43 sales over the last seven days versus the previous seven, which was 23 sales. So I think, don't quote me on this, but I think that volume doesn't even include the 140 or so ETH from the, the 10 fresh squiggle mints. So that may be in addition to the the volume that we just talked about. So highlights for the week for me is 10 fresh squiggle mints right out the mentor for charity. I believe it benefited ALS. Amazing, amazing cause. I'm still dumbfounded by the generosity of Snowfro and how he continually uses the squiggle as a, a gift that keeps on giving and giving people opportunity for it. The I think the Assuming the floor is at, we'll call it 12, the, the mints ranged from 18 to 19, so almost a 50% premium uh, for an unminted squiggle. Really, really intriguing, uh, that gambler's premium to show up. And then a couple highlights I wanted to point out is the low-color spreads seem to be sucked up and uh, vaulted. Uh, you know, I've helped a few people acquire some, but the floor for what I call low-color spread from 5 to 10 is now a 23 ETH floor. I mean, they're just, they're being bought. They're hard to find. Uh, it's really, really encouraging. Uh, you know, those end up being the the more colorful ones, I think, that people are, are drawn to. And then the one, the other thing that I wanted to highlight is a really crazy uh, low pipe sale. And then also a day zero ribbed went for 15 ETH, you know. So, man, there, there's still deals to be had, but... Man, it was it was really exciting to watch all the the sales on Monday. Man, it was just it went absolutely bananas. Yeah, so right there, squiggle two twenty. Yeah, this is a beautiful one too. And I mean, I know it's not low color spread, but you, you see a good range of color in this exciting time in squiggles. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I've been following along. Very happy to see. And it does seem like a lot of people were buy were first time squiggle buyers. And I mean, it's hard to say, but the way that people talk about it online. Like, oh, I finally got a squiggle, et cetera, et cetera. Hopefully, at least some of them are not flippers, but really great to see that activity. And it started with squiggles, right? I mean, this is what we've talked about consistently. The blue chips tend to move first. And I think that happened in this recent run. Hopefully, it sustains. Another place that I saw. Yeah. Sorry. Blockstar had a really great tweet about this. uh, Ah, But I disagreed with part of that tweet. I will tell you. I, I'm not necessarily saying it's all 100% true, but I think that if in the spirit of that tweet, there was a really, like, you're looking at this, right? Like, squiggles have consistently been the leader in volume, you know, if not the top, in the top two. And I think that there's uh, there's opportunities here. And I think that overall, um, you know, certain things run and then it drags up 
others along the way, which is the philosophy we've talked about previously, you know, especially between the different platforms. So I, I, I just, it was more of a, a validation point of what you were saying to say that squiggles are, are leading. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And we, we won't get into the block star tweet. Uh, I won't hunt it down. Uh, but yes, agree. Let's talk about friendship bracelets real quick. Everything of 10 X over the last seven days compared to the last time we reported on this, which was 14 days ago, looking at the, you know, from 21 days ago to 14 days ago, 630 sales versus 68. The last time we looked at this, 107, 118 ETH in volume versus 11 and floor price up to 0.167 versus 0.123. Listings are at 2170 versus 2400. I, you know, Jared, I, I, I've been uh, persistently reporting on this, and it really, really looks like this has become a good liquidity indicator for the generative art market, at least on the Ethereum side. So it's mirroring that liquidity up a ton. So uh, glad to see that. Floor still thinning out. I don't think that they're getting, you know, it's, it's not certainly not a blue chip or anything like that yet. Uh, but as a very liquid, very cheap entry into something that represents art blocks as a whole, it has been doing great. So that's the update there. Let's do some release recaps. Since we already started talking about it, let's let's maybe do it in reverse order. I want to just quickly talk about uh, Snowfro squiggles that were minted. So this was on Vertical Crypto Art. You touched on it, Jared. Uh, there were 10 that were minted. It was for ALS uh, for charity here the ALS Association via the Giving Block. I believe the Giving Block is a organization that helps charities, uh, you know, basically raise money through crypto sales. And the lowest bid was 18 ETH. So you had to pay at least 18 ETH to get one of these. Uh, you know, there was nothing ultra rare that came out. Some nice colors, I think a couple of fuzzies, a ribbed, but Overall, this was really cool to see. And I mean, the timing was great because the squiggle floor just run up from, you know, like 9.2 or 3 to 12. It's retraced a tiny bit since then. So that probably boosted these sales, which, you know, it's for a good, good, good cause. And to your point, pretty, you know, we consistently see about a 50% premium on these unminted squiggles, of which there are very few left now. So the last one that came out was 9773. I know Snowfro is keeping some for his kids. I think like 100 or so. So, you know, we got like 100 and change left at most. Uh, and I, I doubt, I don't know how many of those would be public. Anyways, I'll stop rambling here if you have any additional thoughts on this release. Uh, it's always just fun to see stuff coming out of the Minter, honestly. Uh, I, I really do enjoy seeing them and it was for a great cause and and i think there was a, a few people uh i think the the gentleman who had the the top two spots you know had sold a hyper uh, regretted it and was able to dip his toe back in uh you know with these refreshments and i just uh, you know i think even seeing it to your point there's a lot of new people coming in there, these were some people's first squiggles it minting it i mean Personally, I had the the opportunity to mint one at not at NFT NYC this year, but the previous year for the VOM thing, and it'll be the second to last squiggle I ever get rid of because it's just there's an emotional connection to it. I think with the significance of the Chromie squiggle, it's just a it's a fun place to be at right now, and you know, I don't know, it's just it's fun. It's still that gambler's premium is there, man. I, I really had the intent to to buy one for the fund. 
but it just got a little bit out of whack for me. Um, but I, I love, I love what Snowfro is doing. And I think that there's 224 left with a hundred going to a fund for his, um, for his children. So it, the supply is getting smaller and smaller. And I, I, I'm positioning myself in a such a way that similar to friendship bracelets, you know, that the past performance isn't indicative of future results, but, you know, when friendship bracelets stopped minting, you saw a run up. I think you'll see something similar. We just don't know when that is for the the chromie squiggle. I, I fully anticipate some sort of um. Once that that dream of of minting something amazing goes away, you'll see a run up. That's a that's a great point. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, I like that. I like that. Let's move on. Let's talk about human unreadable. Artbox curated came out just yesterday. Really interesting project in a lot of ways. Uh, it is conceptual. It's on-chain choreography. The first hundred of these pieces, which all depict, you know, they're beautiful black and white images with some, they're fascinating to look at, but you see here on screen, number 136, there's a hand there. So you see like dance moves happening. I'm not a choreographer. I'm not a dancer. So I'm sorry if I'm not using technical terms here. Uh, but the first hundred of these by Token ID will be actually performed at a museum at some point somewhere. And there was, you know, this collection to me was interesting in a, a number of ways. Uh, first of all, it minted out at 0.88 ETH, which is pretty high for recent times, of course, on the heels of a bunch of liquidity. So likely some flippers. 21% listed. Clearly, they're they're not all done listing. And the floor price really ran up here, which is also interesting to see. You know, I, I personally think it retraces a little bit given how fast it's run up. Uh, but the other thing that I thought was interesting was the amount of marketing, for lack of a better term, Artblocks did for this one, which they, they don't normally do as much. It seems like they're really advocating Snowfro was on a Twitter spaces. And I don't know if that's because there was something about this collection or because the string of recent conceptual curated projects has been met with resistance and perhaps they felt the need to explain it more, but that's my take on it. Would love any and all thoughts that you have, Jared. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised by the price action, but I love to see it. I don't know if it's, um, representative of the 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 recent enthusiasm but you know this definitely gives me like light year type vibes just with the the coloring but it's good to see you know i'm good to see the price action coming in you saw pranksy come in and sweep a bunch this morning overall i think it's um it's very positive for the space it's very positive for art blocks so in that vein i'm i'm happy for the successful launch of it and it was good to see something mint out with such enthusiasm at a higher than resting uh, price in the Dutch auction. So very happy with it. Likewise, let's do some Gen Art news. We'll get you out of here on time, Jared. So I will boogie, starting with the Three Arrows Capital auction at Sotheby's. We referenced this before. I won't belabor the point. We'll link to this tweet thread, but seven pieces sold, highlighted by this Fidenza shown on screen here, number 752, that went for slightly over a million dollars, a million dollars and 16,000. Then an autoglyph that went for $571,000. Uh, yeah, really cool to see this happening. Really cool to see the, the the focus on art. And there is some speculation that Alan Howard, a well-known billionaire who was buying a lot of tops, unfortunately, uh, for him, I should say, uh, in the Art Block Summer, was purchasing a bunch of these. 
Any big takeaways for this, Jared, other than it may have kicked off the most recent gen art run? Other than being frustrated that uh, I did not pick up the deaf beef, even though I had a, uh, a a big budget, it exceeded what I what I was willing to spend. Um, I'm surprised by the performance of certain things, like an autoglyph, which I think was level six, so it was nice. But I don't know. It, I would say it's an outlier. And same thing with the Fidenza, beautiful Fidenza, but million dollars, it's impressive. While other things like the ringers, I would say sold below what I would consider market rate and the the punk even sold below what I think a 3D glasses would sell for. So interesting dynamic. Uh, I'm still wrapping my head around it. I've tweeted about the market, asking for people's feedback. Love to hear the comments from all of the listeners. But overall, I think it was a, it was impressive to have a million dollar Fidenza sale. But I'm also, it's not indicative of everything Everything beat the estimates, but the estimates we all know were low in the first place, right? So it was an interesting data point. I'm excited to see if that momentum can be sustained. But great publicity for Sotheby's, great publicity for the gen art market. Um, and it, it was it was a very I, I watched all the the bidding live as I was participating, and it was it was encouraging to see. It was really really fun, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I did not get to watch it live, but. I'm sure it was fun to see and fun to see these uh, estimates get exceeded, right? And I hope that some trad art people saw that, you know, that, that uh, look, it's not all about the money, but I think it goes to show the enthusiasm in this community for this art. Something I'm enthusiastic about, I know it was a weak transition. Fellowship AI is doing a post-photography perspectives to acceptable realities. I love this collection. I love post-photography AI. So I'm really hyped about it. It's coming out in July. We won't belabor the point, but I do want to say they did a really interesting job of bringing in some, some killer curators. So Rupe Ranisto was the only curator for their post-photography perspectives day one, and he picked out 10 artists, a couple of whom, Jess Mack, Simon Rayon, Katie Morris, were in that release. They are now in the committee amongst Grant Yoon, Ivana Tao, Pindar Van Armen, I mean, Grant's just everywhere, which is crazy. And then some uh, some collectors were on the community, including some friends of Collector's Corner. So uh, really interested to see what this looks like. It's out in July, but something to keep an eye on for everyone who's hyped about post-photography AI. Let's do some great art, great prices. These are these two are yours, Jared. Yeah, the, the first one that came up is Deconstructus. Uh, Decon, Destructures, Jesus. Me and my phonetical problems. But the this one was interesting. Again, it's sitting at a 35 test floor, minted this week at 16. I just feel like there's a they're fun, they're uh, interesting, and you know, for less than a hundred dollars, you can pick up some really great outputs. You know, a friend of the podcast, Blackbird, went ham on these. Uh, I unfortunately slept on it and didn't pull out my treasure in time to mint a couple. But overall, I just think it's a fun project, um, and. Something to pay attention to if you're looking for a, a, a very attractive, low-risk price point. Next is, this one's kind of squeaking in, you know, great art at great prices. It's probably squeaking in with a Tez drop recently right at $500. Uh, but this is um, by Nat Sarkeesian. It is the, um, Jesus, why am I drawing a blank on this one? The Eucalyptus and Sagebrush. Thank you, and Sagebrush. I always like to say Sagebrush first for some reason. But I was looking through this. I noticed a couple getting picked up. 
And there was a, a couple sales, I think, that got sold into collection offers in the 200s. So even though the floor is higher up, I thought there was a really interesting play here if you are patient and willing to 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 put in that collection offer that's reasonable. But I mean, this is a collection that was selling for a thousand plus Tez, you know, a month or two ago. So it, it just feels like if you're Nat Sarkeesian uh, fan, I know that like Grant Yoon in particular loves, loves, loves this collection. It's in his top three for the year of 2023. There, there's just a, a really attractive price point. And with, with Tez having a, a slight dip, I wanted to highlight this because it's just squeaking in at our great art at great prices. And that's an opportunity that hasn't existed for the last couple of months. So why the hell not? Absolutely. Great pick. Let's do some upcoming drops. Yeah, this one is kind of, uh, again, I don't expect it to have a crazy run up, but this is, it, <laughs> I hate these names. Gravers. By, I'm going with By Quentin H code, but uh, it's on FX hash. It will be releasing in, I think it's um, five days, almost six days. It has a 12 ETH mint. I just thought that this was like a, it gives me kind of like that uh, harvest perk work vibes, the way it, it fills in. The colors are almost like Meridian-esque. I just thought for 12 Tez, man, like this is, uh, you know, 10 bucks. If you're in the marketplace for something amazing, it could be a fun one to to mint. I'm, I might play around with it myself. Yeah. Certainly could do worse. This is a beautiful one. Thank you for pointing this one out. Oh, look at this variation. That's pretty cool. Yeah, little, I thought uh, that variation was really dope. Not only like having the night background, but it almost gives me like we highlighted that uh, Elsif project the other day and it, it kind of has like the same vibes, but on a micro level. So I, I really think that the outputs are are interesting and who knows where it goes, but again, 10 bucks, why not? Right, and it's a params, so... That's uh, that's the infinite ocean theme that we're seeing here. Very cool. Uh, the next collection uh, released to highlight. So th this will be released by the time the podcast comes out, but wanted to still report on it. It's called uh, Escape by Iskra V. I try not to butcher people's names. 325 pieces coming out in tonics. On tonic, oh, it starts in two minutes. Uh, resting Dutch auction price is 0 0.25. If you hold any tonic pieces, you get a rebate Dutch auction rather than whenever you actually pay for it. Uh, Iskra has beautiful work, really uh, well-followed collector, or excuse me, artist, one of the, the best artists uh, out there and uh, interesting black and white perspective on this. So really curious to see how it does. Uh, you know, I, I, two weeks ago, I would have said 0.25 is a little bit high of a resting mint price, but now <laughs> after the last week, uh, I would not say that, but really beautiful art. And one that I know Iskra has a lot of fans. I think a lot of people will be excited for this one. So I wanted to point that out. Let's point out some artists as well. Your boy Yazid. Or Yazid. I wanted, I wanted to highlight Yazid because there's there's a couple data points that were just kept popping up for me. Automatism seemed uh, like an attractive price point. You know, on the FX hash, I don't know if it's just me or what, but the FX hash uh, homepage, the landing page, there was a lot of, stuff starting to be shown for again again just my feed it was coming through on that typical one for a lot of yazid uh, i'm obviously a big fan of the kgms and the more thing the more I, I was dming with them earlier in the week the outputs of that the one that looks like ceramics or a mosaic which just was absolutely stunning to me some of the new work 
that he's he's teasing feels really really uh, like a progression so just wanted to remind people that there's some amazing work a lot of his tez work is uh still really reasonably priced you know friend of the the podcast horn dog there has been just like gobbling up a lot of stuff and then i even saw 6529 i think added a uh, step by step so it's just overall man it it just felt like there there's something bubbling up for Yazid. Yeah, there's the mosaic right there. If you scroll in on that thing, the detail on it is just it's stunning. It reminds me of like a Roman bathhouse or some sort of like ancient mosaic that you you'd see in a in a century or millennia old city. It just it's so beautiful and stunning to me that I was like, you know what? Why the hell not? Let's uh let's highlight Yazid. Great work, great artist, lots of lots of uh, wonderful work. Yeah, and it does seem like it's been a little while since he's released something, so he's probably got something up his sleeves. And uh, let's talk about Marcelo. Yeah, the, the last artist to highlight we haven't touched on Marcelo for a while is Marcelo Soria Rodriguez. Uh, he's the creator of what you see on screen right here, which is Centrifugal. Uh, these are still available for Mint. I think three thousand is a is a steep price these days, but really, really amazing art, limited. And he's also the the artist behind. Enter Tiempos and others uh, works around uh, the space, but I love his work. I think a very underrated, under the radar artist at this point. But man, just want to take a moment and highlight it. These are still available. You see on screen the centrifugal, but more than that, I just really, really love his art. Very dynamic, very complex, uh, and very well thought out. Yeah, absolutely. Another top, top generative artist. Last segment is art to watch. This one, I'm I'm just gonna tee it up a tiny bit here. So it's called Universal Ray Hatcher by Peter Pasma. It has a ton of secondary sales, sixteen thousand, but only three hundred nine minted. So what's going on? So this is super interesting. So it's an FX Params project, but and this thread here from FX Hash that explains it quite well. But FX Params project, but in order to get a mint ticket, you need to get one directly from Peter. That you can't buy it. They're one Tezos if he allows you to buy it. And the concept is that it's you get a mint ticket and you can create artwork using the Universal Ray Hatcher, which is like building these uh, SDF formulas and, you know, not getting into too many details, but say sign distance function formula. It's effectively for creative coders, artists to do, and they can make a stunning variety of really whatever they want. So, you know, Jared, you and I were talking about how some of these FX params projects you actually can't manipulate too many of the parameters. This is on the opposite end of the spectrum where you can manipulate literally anything, it seems like. And so it's creating a fantastic variety of works here, as you can see here, not just for the ones that are on sale. And a ton of artists have created really cool works. Uh, Zankan had one that was obviously green uh, that did fantastically well and it sold for over a thousand tests. Let me see if I can find that one. Uh, but that's why we're seeing such high volume and it's just you know the the guys peter pasma he's he's a genius uh the way that he thought about doing this um here we go this is the one zankin made so i'll let you throw in any last thoughts here on this but really really cool project and glad you highlighted it yeah no i i love uh what peter's doing i think it's very dynamic the fact that e even while I do have some frustrations with Param, I think it's also I'm giving it grace that it's a newer, um, it's a newer product, and we're fine tuning it. And I think a lot of artists are 
starting to explore the the extent of each of these so that's super exciting and you know again i'm loving some of the outputs i mean peter's a, a great artist i think he's has a really bright future ahead of him and you know this is cool that people can come in and have this much flexibility and, and play around with it especially for minting at one test very selfless um thing for the community and really digging the outputs man i mean it, it's just a lot of people you know, flipping them, but they look good, dude. Look it's kind of it's kind of like how in QQL, you know, how people were trying to get artists to be the parametric artist. Oh, like Grant Yoon created this QQL, or Dimitri Cherniak created this QQL, or William Upon, but it takes it to a whole another level because they can be so much more creative with this algorithm the way that Peter set it up, as opposed to QQL where you are still within those bounds. And that's just, I mean, look, it's it's these are all one of ones effectively and some of them are unbelievable like look at this one how different this is so it, it's it's really really cool i think that uh you know the more i look into it the more i like it and full disclosure i don't own any of these i don't have a mint ticket but i just am fascinated by the creativity here so yeah you know, i want to make a ticket peter hook us up we <laughs> yeah, <were>. okay <laughs> I, I will learn i will learn the algorithm peter yeah, here's here's, some... here's a call to action. How how do we get this, man? I I am it's really exciting. Absolutely. Uh, and with that, that's our show, friends. Thanks again for tuning in. As always, thanks for your support. And if you need anything, reach out to us. Please let us know how we can make this service better for you. And we will talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.